Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. Drunk. Video surveillance is a very helpful tool when solving cases. Often it helps us get a glimpse into a victim's last movements. It helps us to identify suspects. It even helps us locate bodies in the event that we are moments too late. In this case, we have the video surveillance, but when the victim seemingly vanishes without a trace, it leaves all of our questions unanswered. You already know from the title, but today we're talking about the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Hey, drunkies, what's up? Not much. We're here. <laughs> we, we, we weren't here last week. I think <laughs> last week was a long week. I don't even know what happened. I, I don't know. It took forever to for August to end, and I was over it, so mm. it's fine. I know. Happy September. It's only just begun, and the temperature dropped. The gods knew I'm tired of all of this bullshit, so please make it cool again. I'm ready for fall. I'm tired of this humidity. It's still humid, but... Yeah, it's, it's that'll it's pass. Always humid, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It has been a little a little cooler. I've enjoyed getting to turn off the air conditioner a little bit. That's been nice. Yeah, I've enjoyed not needing all three of my fans. <laughs> Small victories. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about um true crime now? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, let's start with the drink. The drink this week comes from the very bar that Brian Schaefer attended the night of his disappearance which is called the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Not to be confused with Big Tuna, a.k.a. Jim from The Office, he is definitely not an ugly tuna. <laughs> I just rewatched all of that. <laughs> he is a... I love The he Office. He is a good-looking tuna. <laughs> um, so I looked at the cocktail menu from the Ugly Tuna, and because I'm a fan of both fish bowls and SpongeBob, we're drinking the Chum Bucket. <laughs> That's so, awesome. What is it? <laughs> what you're going to do is grab something to drink out of. If you have a fishbowl, that's perfect. But if you don't, because who really has a fishbowl lying around? I recommend whatever. Grab a regular bucket. Yeah, or whatever <laughs> your largest cup is. Or if you have a dead drunk mason jar, they're now available on our spreadsheet site listed in the show notes below. <laughs> then you're going to hit it with three olives, cherry vodka, melon liqueur, sour mix, and Sprite. There were no measurements on the menu, obviously. So just eyeball it. I usually do that anyway. Let's be honest. So are you ready for the case? Drink up, dead junkies. Okay. When you said just get a big receptacle, all I could think of was Archer. When Archer, (laughs) he drinks excessively. And in one episode, he's on a plane and he's the attendant comes by and she's like, do we have a problem here? And he's like, yeah, where have you been? I need more hurricanes like do you have a bucket or anything put a hurricane make a hurricane in a bucket and they're like we don't have gallons or pitchers or any of that and he's like okay dump out the ice bucket like (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing did they actually do it for him no (laughs) not that you see in the episode but like in a couple different episodes, he drinks out of ridiculous receptacles. Like at one point, it looks like he's drinking Barbicide out of the thing at a barber shop, and then he's like, "No, this is blue carousel. They keep it in the back for me." And then later, he's like, "Ooh, that might have been germicide. I don't know." 
That's okay. All right. Sorry. Back right. to the case. That's okay. So Brian Shaver was born in Pickerton, Ohio on February 25th, 1979 to parents Randy and Renee. He also had a younger brother named Derek. Brian loved the beach and the relaxed lifestyle that accompanied tropical locations. Same. I'm kind of bummed that his parents didn't go with a full R theme. Like they yeah. could have named both their boys R names and yeah, Ryan. Yeah, that's <laughs> and Rarick. And Rarick is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in addition to his love of the beach, he also loved Jimmy Buffett and always had a dream to play in a band and be just like him. Brian also really liked Pearl Jam, and we will <laughs> get to that later, but he was a really big Pearl Jam fan. He was smart and driven, and despite the fact that it took him six years, he graduated with his undergraduate degree in microbiology from OSU in 2004. Pretty cool. So after graduating, Brian enrolled in medical school and had aspirations to be a doctor. Brian was very handsome and had a beautiful girlfriend named Alexis that he allegedly had plans to propose to on their spring break trip to Miami in 2006. A month earlier, Brian's mom, Renee, unfortunately died of myelodysplasia, hmm. which is a cancer that affects your bone marrow. Brian was really close to his mother, so her death was very hard for him. Despite this, though, Brian's friends claim that he was handling it pretty well. Yeah, but I imagine handling the death of your mom pretty well is still not doing pretty well. Right, yeah, especially if you were close. Right. Like, like he was. On Friday, March 31st, OSU let out for spring break. That night to celebrate, Brian had plans for a fun night. He went out to his father and brother. And while he was there, he told them of his plans for the rest of the night, which were to hit up a couple bars with his friend, William Florence, who went by Clint for some reason. Because it's way better than his actual name. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, like if you Will? Had... Will is yeah, fine. I... I guess that's okay. Clint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just thinking of his full name, William Florence. That name sucks. <laughs> and if you hated your name so much, <laughs> and you could pick another one, Clint would be really cool. No. But Will, <laughs> I think it would be cool. But Will works just the same. So I understand what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> in the slightest. But whatever. Sorry, Clint, if you're listening. <laughs> Maybe he got really, he had a really bad bullying experience with his name. Maybe. So, uh, Brian's father, Randy, did not express this to Brian, but he noticed that Brian seemed kind of exhausted, um, probably from staying up late studying for exams. And he didn't really think that he should go out that night, but obviously he didn't say anything. Brian's mm -hmm. girlfriend, Alexis, was not in the area that night as she was visiting her family home in Toledo. She was there for the weekend because their flight to Miami was Monday where they were going to go for vacation. So she went home to visit before she was planning to go to Florida. Okay. Brian met Clint Florence <laughs> at the Ugly Tuna Saluna at around 9 p.m. After about an hour there, he called Alexis just to check in and say hello. He was a good boyfriend. <laughs> she says that he was in good spirits and they talked about being excited for their upcoming trip. He said he loved her, and then he hung up. This was the last time that Alexis would hear from Brian, unfortunately. Aww. That's so sweet, yeah. though. But that it he... was a good conversation. Yeah, and that's so. sweet that he called just to check in and end yeah. the call with I love you. I always end pretty much all calls with all people with I love Well, 
unless I don't yeah. know you or don't like you. <laughs> but if if I don't say I love you when I hang up, I don't like you. But if you're my friend or my family, I usually end the call with I love you. Oh, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian and Clint continued to drink and they decided to bar hop a little bit. They made their way to a couple bars before meeting up with Clint's friend, Meredith Reed. Um, at the bar that they met her at, they did a few shots, and then Meredith drove them all back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Okay. That's not advisable. Uh, one, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm maybe she only had one shot, and it was like she was just meeting them out. I don't know. Hopefully she was okay to drive. I mean, so, supposedly she was because she made it there, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they did make it back. At 1.15 a.m., Brian, Clint, and Meredith are caught on surveillance entering the bar. The Ugly Tuna Saluna has since moved locations, but when this happened, it was a second floor bar. This means that there was an inside escalator that you had to use to get up to the bar. It, it pretty much looked like a mall. Okay, that's odd, but all right. So yeah, what was, so the, you would, like, what was go on the bottom the front floor, though? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So you'd enter like a mall and then go up the escalator and it's go up right the escalator, there. And then the door was at the top of the escalator to the bar. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm assuming there were some other businesses on the bottom. So this was the only entrance to the bar. There was no other way to get in or out. As I said, the three friends are spotted on the escalator on the way up to the bar at 115. So We'll get into later. There there was a service door, but it was not it was not open to the public. Right. So this was the only way that anybody any patron of the bar would have gone in. Okay. And probably employees too. At two AM, Brian is spotted with two women outside of the bar again. He's only out there shortly though, and then he says goodbye to them and he walks back inside alone. So I'm not really sure who these women were. They were contacted years later and they had, they were never really looked at as suspects. So I don't think that they were really anybody important, but you don't really know. Yeah. Um, but I, he was just like chatting with these girls. They left and he said like, all right, bye. And then he went back into the bar. And this is the last time that Brian is seen on surveillance. He's never seen on surveillance again. He walks oh, wow. back into the bar, but he's never seen leaving. Is this just one... F- one in the what time is this again this is 2 a.m 2 a.m okay and the but the bars in ohio close at four i would assume so yeah okay so he walks back in they see him on surveillance then but there's no trace of him that's the last time they see him but like if there's no other exit how is it that he just vanishes how how did we not see him leave right which is like the big mystery of this case Clinton Meredith ended up leaving without Brian because they kind of figured that since they couldn't find him inside, he must have gone home on his own, which I completely understand. Like, I, I've had friends that have just, like, left the bar, like, Irish goodbye. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've just been like, all right, they must have left. I prefer to Irish goodbye, but yeah. if I came <laughs> with somebody, I usually tell that person through text or talking that I'm leaving. Right. So exactly. that they don't. Because if. Like, if you left and didn't tell me that you were leaving a bar, I would tear that place apart looking for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until you contacted me back. <laughs> but yeah, Which you usually would quickly. But I, I understand leaving. Mm-hmm. And I understand friends that are like, oh, I'm just going to leave. It's fine. Okay. Well. Right. But 
like as we know that's not even what happened with brian they kind of just assume that that is what happened Mm -hmm. they continued to call his cell phone all throughout that night and the rest of the weekend but he never answers their calls wow when brian misses the plane to miami with alexis on monday this is when everyone knows that something is really wrong because even if he was like super hungover and was sleeping it off at a friend's house or something surely he would have gotten on the plane to go on this vacation that everybody was so excited about and as i said he was planning to propose to her on this vacation right so and he even contacted her on the night out so i would have assumed she would have been concerned way earlier than this because yeah i'm sure I mean, she again was. again maybe he was hung over but realistically he would still contact her he seems like the kind of person that checks in pretty regularly so right so yeah. i mean they're concerned but then when this happens it's like okay they know it's serious something's really serious exactly so the police begin their search at the ugly tuna saluna since they know that that was the last place that brian was seen as they look at the footage they realize what we already know the last time he's seen on camera is him going back into the bar but he's never seen coming out this is obviously confusing but police try to rationalize brian's movements It is possible that he changed his clothes inside and then kept his head down so he wouldn't be recognized on the footage. But why would he do that? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Some skeptics believe that Brian was trying to get away and start a new life undetected and that this may have been his way to do it, which I feel like every single missing persons case, there's somebody out there that thinks they just wanted to start a new life. Right, but people that want to start a new life don't, ever have plans to propose to the person they're with they don't make long-term commitments if they're gonna like i i feel like people that want to run away and start a new life when they decide they're gonna do it besides that girl on tiktok that i want an update with that just decided to drive to nebraska but (laughs) that you sent you sent me the video of her she looks like me and she just drove to like nebraska oh yeah yeah yeah, and like didn't tell anybody (laughs) right so Except for, like, spur of the moment things. Like, obviously, Brian would have had to think about this a little bit to, like, change clothes and then right, leave. Right, exactly. And I feel like just the same way that people that are definitely going to commit suicide don't make future plans, people that are going to leave wouldn't make future plans like this, right? Exactly. So- and again, he was planning to propose to his girlfriend. He really loved the beach and tropical places. Like, that was, like, where he wanted to be. He loved that lifestyle. I just, I highly doubt he would have purposefully missed this vacation. Right. It sounds right up his alley. I mean, isn't Margaritaville in Florida, too? So, like. Yeah, I feel like there's a Margaritaville (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Oh, I should have probably gone to one of those. There was definitely (laughs) one in CityWalk in Universal in LA, Uh but I did not go. (laughs) Every time I see it, I'm like, "Mm, I don't need to. Like, I got it. It's fine. I get the gist. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't say this part before, mostly because I couldn't find the concrete evidence of it. But I've heard these rumors and I I swear that I like listened to another podcast that said this fact, but I just like couldn't find it anywhere. Um, But the rumor is that Brian's mom, Renee, was the one that actually planned this vacation for them. And she was the one that like, like helped him pay for it as like a gift to him for something. And again, like, I don't, I don't know if it's true because I couldn't find um, the evidence of it. But if this is true, like, I'm sorry if I'm crazy, but um, he definitely wouldn't have missed a vacation that his mom that he just lost had helped plan with him. 
You know what I right. mean? Like he definitely would have gone as like a, you know, to pay homage to his mom almost. Yeah, I would think that the trip is going to be even better because she planned it and now she's watching over you as you go on. Right. So exactly. So police then investigated the idea that maybe somehow the cameras just missed Brian leaving. The one security camera apparently panned back and forth. And then the second camera was operated manually. So if by some reason he walked out really, really fast when the pan, the camera was panned to a different area, I think there's a slight chance that it could have missed him. So to see if there was any validity to this theory, police checked the security cameras from the other bars in the area. Because if he walked out and walked down the street, as he would have had to, he would have been picked up on some other camera, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. So the police went and combined footage from the closest bars to the Ugly Tuna, and none of them had any footage that showed any trace of Brian. Wow. So it's not just that the Ugly Tuna cameras didn't pick him up. It's that he did not leave out of that entrance of the bar. Okay. At least on his own. So police were back to square one now, and they began to speculate further that Brian could have possibly left out of the service door that I briefly mentioned earlier. This door was not used by the public, and Brian wouldn't have been able to get there that night easily, especially if he was drunk. Like, he wouldn't have even known that this door existed, right? Like, the people that worked there knew. Yeah. But why would some random patron of the bar know where this service door was? On top of that... The door at the time opened to a construction site that would have been like really, really hard for a drunk person to navigate through. Okay. So it it just makes zero sense that he would have like walked out the service door on his own. Okay. So the door is difficult to find. Right. And the pathway out of it is difficult to navigate. Exactly. So... Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing it. And even if he did, presumably this would be an accidental death case, not like a disappearance case. If he found the door and made it out right. into a construction site. Right. But he would have been found. Right. If it, that was the case. So, I mean, a lot of times we talk about how police mishandle cases, especially missing persons cases. It might be because he's a white male, but in Brian's case, the police were surprisingly very thorough. Their efforts didn't stop when they couldn't find him on the footage, and they began to search dumpsters, waste containers. They knocked on doors. They asked nearby residents if they had seen him, and they even showed the public a picture of a tattoo that was on his right arm, which was a stick figure logo from the album art for the song Alive by Pearl Jam. Because <laughs> he loves Pearl Jam. Apparently so a lot. They were <laughs> yeah. So they were they were kind of showing the public, you know, pictures of him, pictures of these tattoos. So if anybody saw him and recognized him, they could let them know. Brian's car was found still in front of his apartment where he had left it and contained nothing of value to police. His apartment also remained untouched. There were no signs of foul play. Pretty much just looks like he went out to the bar last night and never came back. Huh. So for a while, Brian's case went cold. Alexis would call his phone every night before bed, but it would always go to voicemail. But, you know, it just like was nice for her to hear his voice on his voicemail. And it was 
calming for her to just call him. So every night before she went to bed, she would call him. And one night when she was getting into bed, she called. And time, Brian's phone actually rang three times. The cell tower pinged in Hilliard, which was about 14 miles north of Columbus. But the phone company told Alexis that it was most likely a computer glitch. That was the sound she was hearing and that the phone didn't ever actually ring. I don't I don't understand that. What what does that mean? I don't know. So I I don't know what kind of glitch makes it seem like a phone is ringing. Did anybody go out to that location? I I didn't find it. But it's also like it's like he wouldn't have been at the cell tower, like standing next to the cell. It's like you can't really right, yeah. you can't ping location off of that, but it, it it does show you that like somebody is in the area. And I mean, we we talked about it a while ago with um the case against Adnan where they tried to use cell phone pings to determine location and you like can't do that. So okay. it might have pinged off that tower because that was the closest tower to her. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm not yeah. sure. But it apparently rang three times and then went to voicemail. So it wasn't a completed call. Wow. Randy Schaefer, Brian's father, then decided to take matters into his own hands and hire a psychic who told him that Brian's body was in water near a bridge pier, which I feel like we hear a lot from psychics, but whatever. Um, his brothers and his friends began to spend a lot of time near water looking for him, but their efforts have not proved successful. In September of 2008, Randy Schaefer was outside his home when a heavy windstorm hit. A branch flew off a nearby tree and struck Randy, killing him in like a freak accident. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. So online, many people posted condolences in an obituary page. Most of them were normal and expected. However, one of the post signatures read, To Dad, Love Brian, U.S. Virgin Islands. This excited some people because they thought maybe it was a sign that Brian was alive and had just started his new life somewhere else. However, it was determined to be a hoax when they tracked the post to Franklin County, Ohio. Why? Why would anybody do that? Because people suck. That's true. Like, uh, I I hate when people do that because it's so cruel to the family that now is like, oh my gosh, maybe he's really okay. And it then... just it doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, what does the person get out of it? What are you getting from this? Like, just I don't a... know. Watching people online spiral and think that I don't know. I don't know. So. What happened to Brian Schaefer is the question that we're still asking. There's not a lot of evidence, obviously, in this case. Um, There is one more theory, though, that I haven't mentioned. And before I even get into it, I'm going to say it was rejected by police. But since we like to get spectacles here, I'm going to tell you the theory that Brian Schaefer was a victim of the smiley face killer. Okay. So the smiley face murder theory is itself a theory. If you haven't heard of it, it's exactly what it sounds like. The theory was originated by retired New York City detectives that noticed a commonality between victims that they had found in bodies of water. They were all male and somewhere close to all of them where the body had allegedly been dumped. There was a graffiti smiley face drawn. 
There is evidence of this theory dating back to the 1990s, and they believe that the deaths of 45 college-age males are all connected. Uh, Their dead bodies were found in water in 11 different states, often after leaving parties or bars where they had been drinking. And they also often fit a profile of being popular, athletic, successful students, and most of them were white. So Brian obviously fits this profile to a T, which is why people think that they like they associate him with this theory. But like was he taken by a serial killer that night? I kind of find that hard to believe personally because again, we would have found footage of him coming out of the bar. Like that doesn't align with the fact that he just like disappeared and vanished into thin air. Yeah, how um, would this killer have been able to get them out of the bar without any kind of surveillance camera catching them. That doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, I, I, I don't even know how much I believe this, this theory as a whole of like the smiley face murder theory, because number one, I just feel like if there's graffiti on a wall, like what, what's the first thing you would draw on? Like, I don't know. I just feel like people probably graffiti smiley faces all the time. Yeah. It's the easiest thing besides that S everybody drew in middle school. Probably. Yeah, yes. And, like, also, I just feel like, you know, men get drunk and, like, wander off. And I don't think it's that crazy that there's more than, you know, the 45 men across 11 states that have gotten drunk and drowned. Yeah. And the thing that doesn't fit this profile about Brian is that his body hasn't ever been recovered. Yeah. So that's the part that doesn't add up it seems up. like somebody went a little farther to hide him if he was a victim of foul play in that regard mm-hmm. so in my opinion i just i think there's somebody at the bar that night that knows more and i think that somebody who was working there is covering something up i don't believe that brian left the bar alive and i think that there's somebody that covered up the truth I like I think that maybe he left in a garbage bag or something like that. Yeah, that seems I mean, that was the first thing that I thought when you said that he went in, but he didn't come out like he. Right. I mean, did anybody look in that freezer or like I I, I don't know. I think that they like did search the, the bar a lot. Um, I I read somewhere a theory that I I thought was maybe pretty good that like the girls he was talking to outside the bar before he left. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he was actually like flirting with them or anything, but he was a good looking guy. So I wonder if one of them was dating somebody that worked at the bar, they got pissed, tried to like beat him up or something because he was talking to their girlfriend and it went too far, accidentally killed him and then covered it up. By taking him out and, you know, putting his body in a garbage bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's plausible. I think that might make sense. But I definitely think that somebody knows what happened to Brian and nobody's come forward. Yeah, I think that it's it's less likely that a serial killer got him and more likely that somebody at the, what is it? The Ugly Tuna Saluna Mm -hmm. knows something that they're not coming forward with. Right, exactly. So... 
to end our case, I will quote the one and only Pearl Jam because just when looking at the lyrics of this song that Brian had a tattoo for, it gave me full body chills because the lyrics say, <clears throat> I'm not going to sing it because I, I like kind of know the song, but like not really. Is something wrong? She said, of course there is. You're still alive. She said, oh, do I deserve to be? Is that the question? And if so, if so, who answers? I'm still alive. Hey, I'm still alive. So, like, is he still alive somewhere? I, It's optimistic. Uh, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I, I just so. <laughs> I just think that he would be in contact with Alexis and he would have mm-hmm. contacted his dad. He would have seen his dad. He didn't seem like he didn't seem like the kind of person to take off and start a new life. Right. Yeah, I I I agree. I think that he had too many ties to the people in his life that he wouldn't have just up and left on his own. I have a really fun chaser today. So do you want to plug our socials and then we will play a quiz called who said it spongebob or kanye west (laughs) (laughs) i just thought because of the chum bucket it like fit (laughs) yeah let's go really quick so that we can get to this if you make the drink and you want to share a picture of it you can hit us you can send it to us on instagram or tag us on instagram or put it in your story and tag us put it on instagram at dead drunk crime or you can tweet it at us at dead drunk crime you can find us on facebook at Dead Drunk, a true crime podcast, or Dead Drunk Discussions if you want to get spectacles with us. Yeah, come tell us what you think about Brian Schaefer in the discussion group, or you can email us what you think happened and new case suggestions and spooky stories. I still want scary stories, you guys. Oh, yes. yes. I'm either going to read your spooky stories every week of October, or I'm going to give you a spooky shooter every week. (laughs) You I decide. Read your stories too. Yeah, it's up to you guys though, because if I don't have stories, guess what? You're getting spooky shooters. So mm-hmm. that's all on you. Okay, but you can send those to us at our email at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com. You can check out the full case and dive deeper into the sources in the show notes or on our blog on the website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. And we have cool merch, which you can also find linked in the show notes or in the sources section of our blog. So, well, actually, in Yay. every single blog post, it's it's in there. And you also can find join really our cool fan stuff. club. Yes, join our fan club, and you can follow us as we unlock the mysteries of Israel Keys. Yes, we have four episodes there now that you can unlock immediately. Dead drunk. Wait, no. Patreon.com slash dead drunk gets you there. $5 a month gets you um, an exclusive episode, and it's great. And next month, we'll be diving further into his Washington victims and his Oregon victims. And then we're going to move back to the East Coast. So, yay. All right. So are you ready for our chaser? Yes. I've never been more excited for a chaser in my life. Okay. <laughs> It is from Brainfall.com. Who said it? Kanye West or Spongebob? I think that it's any character from Spongebob or Kanye West. So it's like uh, a quote from the show or a quote from Kanye. Okay. The first one. Man, whatever happened to my antique fish tank? Kanye West. 
Yes, that was Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> All right. Let's find the next one. It's loading. Okay. Next quote. Oh, well, I guess I'm not wearing any pants today. SpongeBob. <laughs> yes, that was SpongeBob. <laughs> Imagine that was Kanye. I could honestly <laughs> see Kanye saying it. And after I said SpongeBob so quickly, I was like, oh, wait. It could have. That should have been Kanye or Tierney. <laughs> I was just going to say it could have also been me. Like it could have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number three. Come on now. How could you be me and want to be someone else? Kanye. <laughs> He's such a loser. He's such a loser. Basically, if the yes, sentence makes Kanye. very little sense or is something that you, I, or SpongeBob wouldn't say, then <laughs> it's a Kanye <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah. Number four. Man, ninjas are kind of cool. I just don't know any personally. Kanye. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish there was more that I could say about this. He's just, he's insane. Uh, it's loading. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to keep you in suspense. It's okay. I love this game. <laughs> I lost the game. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right number five the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma that's patrick from spongebob <laughs> did i say that word right you said it exactly how patrick says it the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah when you say it like that i remember I love it. all right number six y'all better apologize or i'll be on you like ugly on an ape Oh, that's SpongeBob. Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the y'all gave that one away. I tried to say it in like a Kanye like voice. I was torn. That didn't give it away. It The ugly on an ape gave it away because I could hear it in her voice. <laughs> I'll be on you like ugly on an ape, SpongeBob. <laughs> I think it's from that episode where they were making fun of Texas. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Now you must develop a taste for freeform jazz. Oh, that's SpongeBob. SpongeBob's trying to be more of an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yes, siree. <laughs> now you must develop a taste for freeform jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you Patrick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love your Patrick voice. Thanks. All right. Okay. Will you please stop leaving your undergarments on my front lawn? I I want to say SpongeBob, but I well, I don't want to say SpongeBob because who has a who says that in SpongeBob and who Kanye? I don't know. It was SpongeBob. Ah, uh, who from what? I don't know. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I I don't remember that. It must have been Squidward that said it, though. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, the last question. Not smiling makes me smile. Is is that Kanye? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I also so. could have been Plankton in my mind. And then or I thought, Squidward. Oh, oh, Squidward. Yeah. 
But Squidward's not like a, he's not trying to be depressed and moody and evil. He's just like, his whole life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Best wishes. Warmest regards. 